welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. Everybody say praise the Lord. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. The weather's turning. It's changing. And uh, it's a beautiful time of year, this fall season. Praise God. But along with it, it brings other things like sinus issues. Uh, if, you, if you get those during the changing of weather, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <clears throat> Amen. So... But uh, such a beautiful time. And such thanks and honor we need to give to God to be able to experience this. Amen. The beauty of God's creation. The awesomeness of God's creation. And allowing us to be a part of it is such an honor. Amen. And so I don't want to get locked into the cares of life and the things that are going on so much around me that I forget to praise the God that Amen, has put this all together for us to enjoy. Amen, praise God. The Lord is good. Amen, and His mercy endures, and I'm glad it endures to us today. Amen. You know, sometimes we need to look at things. Uh, how many's ever needed God's peace recently? Amen. How many's ever felt like, you know, the expression, you're at the end of your rope, or you're at the bottom of the barrel. Or you're at, my mom used to say, I'm at my wit's end. How many of you ever been, felt like you've been at your wit's end? Amen. Well, I got a word for you this morning. No matter how far down you think you are or how deep you might be in something, understand that God's peace can still cover you. Right. No matter how sick you are, no matter what's going on in your life, your family, no matter what's going on at your job, no matter what's going on in your life, amen, just lift up your head because God's peace is ready to reign on you. It will cover you. Amen. Praise God. So I'm going to let you be seated right now. We'll go to the Word here in just a second, but thank you for being here this morning. We have a wonderful speaker that's going to be here tonight, Brother Vinny Azzalini. And uh, amen, that's right. But I, I believe today we need to set the table for all of us. As you uh, are here today and worshiping God, the Spirit of God is in this place. And as we leave here and we go home, amen, pick up the phone and call somebody. Amen, or, or begin to uh, uh, pray and seek the face of God for God's will to be done in this service tonight. Can I get an amen? amen. I know that everybody's life, in our lives, there are times when we feel like we are there at that place where we don't know how much more we can take or, amen, life has dealt us a curveball or we are at the proverbial end of our rope or at our wit's end. But I do believe the scripture does give us hope. Amen. I don't come to church just to go to a social function. 
I don't come to church just to be around you all and enjoy our, our uh, uh, fellowship together uh, in humanity. I come to church to fellowship you as we fellowship God. As we entertain the presence of the Lord. And I say that because I know that even in this service right now on a Sunday morning, the presence of God is ushered in and whatever you need from God, you can receive from God this morning. Amen? Because God gives us hope. God gives us hope. You know, the apostles and, and others that followed Christ, when you read about them, they have shown us through their trials and tribulations and, and troubles, uh, they have shown us through it all that Christ was with them even during the storms of life that they had faced. Everything, when you read about their lives, that Satan tried to throw at them, amen, Jesus turned it into a miracle that others through their hardship might come to know Christ, amen, as their Savior. Amen. When you look at Hebrews, the 13th chapter, and uh, verse 20 and 21, the writer of Hebrews admonishes the people here to turn to God. And he starts out in verse 20. Now, the God of peace. Everybody say that with me. Now, the God of peace. Amen. Our God is a God of peace. No matter what storm you're facing, He is a God of peace. Shout that out loud real right now. Now, the God of peace. That said, that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep. Through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do His will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in His sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. He starts it out, now the God of peace. Amen. The God of peace that brought again the dead, uh, the, the, the dead our Lord Jesus, uh, the great shepherd of the sheep. I don't know about you, uh, amen, but I can't do this on my own. Amen. I don't know about you, uh, I'm not a goat. We talk about this, how many know a goat? You don't, you don't lead a goat. You gotta, you gotta get a stick and you gotta herd them. You gotta prod them along. Hey, they're wanting to go every way. Amen. But sheep, they follow. They will follow the shepherd. The shepherd works with the sheep. The sheep will follow the shepherd. Amen. He said, they know my voice and another they will not follow. Amen. We gotta get to the place today to where we know the voice of the Lord. And when the Lord begins to move, we gotta move with him. Amen. When the Lord begins to go this direction, we go that direction. Amen. We got to know him. Why? Because he's the one that can bring peace to our lives. Amen. How? Through the blood of the everlasting covenant. You want to know how to become in covenant with God? I'll tell you how to get in covenant with God. You repent of your sins. You be buried in his name for the remission of those sins. And you are filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. What covers your sins? It's his blood. His blood covers a multitude of sins. So you got sin in your life today? You want His blood to be applied to your life. Why? To cover the multitude of sins. Amen. And then what's happened? He says here, it makes you perfect in every good work. Do His will. Working in you that which is well-pleasing in His sight. That's a song, to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. I long to be like Him. How many longs to be like the Lord? Amen. Then we give him glory. 
Paul writes to the Philippian church in the fourth chapter, verse 6 and verse 7. He said, be careful for nothing, but in everything, everybody shout everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Everybody say thanksgiving. Hey, it's getting here pretty quick. If we got any food on the shelves, if there's any turkeys. Gobble, 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 gobble. If there's any turkeys, I'm just listening to everybody talk. You know, when everybody's talking about the shelves being empty and, and on, uh, uh, my wife was telling me on, on uh, Facebook, I guess, or wherever she was, uh, Milltown Talk, or somebody was talking about being at one of our Kroger stores and the shelves were pretty picked and pretty empty. And everybody was asking, well, which one is that? And they told them which one it, that it was uh, here in town. And, and so everybody's, everybody's worried about all this kind of stuff right now. And uh, so uh, we might be, uh, we might be uh, doing uh, uh, Thanksgiving with something else besides turkey. I don't know. Hey Amen. So, so I don't need a lot of turkey at Thanksgiving anyway. Hey Amen. But everything in prayer and supplication, make it known. And notice what he said. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Folks, I'm going to tell you, you cannot do it on your own. You can try, but you will fail. Amen. You've got to have a conversation with God. You've got to be thankful in your heart. You've got to make your request known. There's got to be, amen, having a little, as the song says, just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. If you don't think you need to talk to the Lord, you are sadly mistaken. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Let me tell you right now, I don't care how far in the dumps I get or how miserable I feel. I can always find some things in my life that I can praise God for. If I have any praise, I'm going to give it to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. No matter what is transpiring in my life, amen, I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to lift Him up. I'm going to call them out. I'm going to shout in the face of the enemy. I'm going to let him know, amen, that he can't take those things that God has given me, amen, and I'm going to praise God for it. Oh, let's clap our hands and praise him this morning. He's worthy of our praise. So he said, think on these things. And then on verse 9, he says, those things which have both learned, which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me. He said, do. Do. Now, it's important for us to realize, amen, learning is a powerful thing. When we come to church, I've got somebody speaking, or I'm at a conference, or wherever, or whether it's here, and I'm listening to one of the other speakers, uh, ministers speak, uh, amen, I want to learn something. I want to take something home. I want to be challenged by it. Amen, I want it to, I want it to touch my heart. Amen. I want my ears to perk up. I want, I want to receive. Everybody say receive of the Lord. I want to learn something. I'm going to receive something. 
I want to hear something. I want to see something. And then I want to do. And then he says, if you will do, then the God of peace shall be with you. Amen. Everybody wants a God of peace, but they don't want to do. Everybody wants a God of peace, but they don't want to follow him. They want him at that moment and their time when they need him. In all reality, we got to find ourselves uh, working at it because sometimes we don't feel him. Sometimes we may not hear him. Uh, sometimes we may not know. Uh, we may think we're in the wilderness. Uh, but I'm telling you right now, if you will stay at it uh, and you will keep doing the things that you've seen and you've heard, uh, amen, and you've learned, uh, if you'll keep doing that, uh, if you'll keep walking after him, uh, when you get in that place, uh, his peace uh, will be uh, upon you. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. In fact, the prophet Isaiah tells us in Isaiah 55, 6, he says, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. In other words, don't wait till later on down the road. Amen. Don't, don't wait to, to become a, a, a Felix that we talked about Wednesday night. Amen. That, that, that said that, that was trembling and shaking and convicted of God. But yet he said, you know what? This is not the, uh, uh, the, the season right now. Come back when it's a more convenient season. The problem of it is we never read. It's never recorded that that ever season ever came back because after a while he left. Amen. And was no longer around Paul. Understand this today. Amen. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Don't wait to that moment that you're crying out to him, but you've never done it before. Come on. Amen. Don't wait to a service when it gets red hot. Don't wait for a service when people are running the aisles. Amen. Talking in tongues. Amen. And just enjoying the worship and praise. No. Amen. It needs to start long before then. Amen. It it starts with you and I talking to God. Amen. Getting that relationship where it needs to be. Amen. So I can see him. I can know him. I can feel him. I know he's near. Amen. I know he's ever present. Amen. Because I feel him. The Lord has spoken this promise to us. In his word out of John 14. Verses 18 and 19 and also moving down to 26 and 27. What did he say to them? He said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, he said, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. Verse 26 says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Amen. How many how many's glad for those moments when you're going through something and all of a sudden it clicks in your brain. That scripture, that hope, that encouragement. Amen. That begins to speak to you. Verse 27, he says what? He said, "Peace." Everybody shout peace. peace. He said, "Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you." Not as a world, look folks, the world can't give you, they can give you temporal happiness maybe uh, or maybe a temporal peace, whatever. But when it crumbles, uh, you will have it no more. And this friend, let me tell you something right now. This world is crumbling. This world is crumbling. 
Amen. It's, it's, it's running away from God faster than it ever has before. It wants nothing to do with God. It wants God not in the government. It wants God not in the schools. It doesn't want God in our, our, our homes. It doesn't want God in our churches. Amen. You say in our churches. Yeah. Amen. They don't care for you to go to church. Just don't let church affect you to the point that you begin to start believing in God. Come on. He'll give us peace. That peace, we never knew. That love and that joy, that happiness. Amen. My peace, he said, I give to you. Not as the world give it, give I unto you. And then he goes on and says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Amen. Why? Why? Because he said, I'm giving you peace. So when I'm rocking on the water, he gives me peace. When I'm going through the shadow of the valley of death, he gives me peace. Amen. When I'm on the mountaintop and I think everything's fine, I still can find that peace there. Hallelujah. Don't ever turn loose, no matter how good it's going in your life. Don't ever think that you can turn loose of God because everything's going great. No, because as soon as you do that, everything goes south. You know, I got a question. What would happen in us if we would totally give our hearts to God and turn to Him for all of our needs? What are you going to do? You say, oh, Pastor, that's, that's crazy talk. But let me ask you a question. What are you going to do when the shelves go empty? What are you going to do when the gas, some places in our country right now, out west is over $7 a gallon? Huh? What are you going to do? What are you going to do when everything begins to shut down because it can't get employees, amen, and everything, there's no product to sell, it can't get stuff in, amen, for whatever reason be as it may. It's out there. What are we going to do? Are we going to go sit in our corner somewhere and just kind of just kind of let the days go by? Or are we going to turn our eyes on the Lord and have faith in Him and trust in Him no matter what's going on in our life? God, you shall supply all of our needs. Oh, clap your hands and praise him this morning. If you look at the apostles, they trusted him. They trusted him. Now let me say the last part. They trusted him even to their death. And they also counted their death as a victory for Christ. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Come on now, church. Come on now, church. We need to turn this place into a red hot ember. We need to turn this into a fire. Amen. That's raging. We need to turn this into a, a soul-saving a, a harbor. We need to turn this place into a, a, a place where people can come uh, and not just walk into a building, uh, but walk into the midst of peace. Uh, amen. Somewhere they can go uh, and feel the presence of God when they're going through troubled times. And you and I play a big part in that with our prayer, supplication, calling on God, being committed to it. Amen. To every detail of that relationship. There are people all over the world that are still preaching this gospel and giving their lives. And many people here in this country, I'm afraid we take it for granted. I'm afraid we do. 
Because I know missionaries that are out there right now that can't even tell the country that they're in because of the backlash that they will get and possibly even the saints of God there losing their lives as well in themselves if they get caught. You understand that? Do we, ever, do, do we ever talk about that? Do we ever think about that? That we don't worry about somebody coming in and, and persecuting us or killing us right now. We just pull in the parking lot. We get out and say our hello, shake hands, and greet everybody in the name of the Lord. We walk in here. Amen. When we get done here, we get up, we walk back out, we get in our car, we go, and we go to a restaurant or whatever you feel like doing. Amen. We don't worry. It doesn't cross our mind. It doesn't cross our mind. Amen. We take it for granted, I think. And sure, when things do happen uh, at churches, uh, and we're like, whoa, wow, it was a church. Uh, amen. What in the world happened? Uh, why would they do that in a church? Uh, and so on and so forth. I'm here to tell you, amen, that you and I must be determined uh, to pray His peace yeah. on this place. Oh, clap your hands and praise Him. Come on. Let Him know you, you love Him here this morning. You say, how did it happen? Well, I'll tell you how it happened. Uh, amen. The uh, early apostles, uh, they showed, uh, amen, their total dependence on the Lord. When you are completely sold out to God, it doesn't matter what the devil might do. He can continue, uh, amen, to uh, come against you. Uh, amen. He can continue uh, to try to destroy you. Uh, he can kind of, he, he would try to counteract uh, our faith and cause us to believe uh, Amen. That God is not faithful. But I'm here to tell you today that God is faithful. Even though God may not do what I ask Him to do uh, all the time. Amen. He, don't ha he doesn't have to do that. God is God. He doesn't change. Amen. He is supreme. He's omnipresent. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's all-seeing. So who am I to tell God what to do and what not to do. All I can do is petition Him. All I can do is ask Him. And then He will do what He feels is right in my life. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. So don't take for granted what we have. Amen. Show God that He can depend on you. Show God that you can be committed to Him. Show God that you can be faithful to him because when the enemy comes, when the enemy comes, amen, you can stand. You can fight the good fight of faith. Though God slay me, yet, Job said, will I trust him? Hmm. 2 Peter 3, 9, let me hurry on here. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness, notice, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Sister Lyle, there's something right there we can thank God for. If you don't have nothing else to thank God for, you need to thank Him for His long-suffering. You say, well, I don't have anything to thank God. Thank God for his patience. <laughs> thank God for his patience. Thank God for his... Why, why do you say that, Pastor? Because he had to wipe this out a long time ago. Look, 
if he ever says today, he's re- he repents for making man. Don't, don't think. He said that before. You go back in the early days, every time you see a rainbow out there in the sky, understand it's there for a reason. It's a sign to tell us that he won't, he won't destroy this world by water anymore. He took everybody else except Noah and his wife and his children and his sons and his wife, his daughter, their, daughter, their wives. Amen. He just ate of them that, that walked out of it, ate of them that walked out of it and the animals that were in the ark, that was it. God said, I'm done. I lost patience with this bunch of people. Amen. My long suffering is gone now. Amen. But thank God for his blood. Thank God for his blood because today we're sitting in a place where he says, I'm long-suffering. I've got patience. I'm waiting on you, amen, to make that move. I'm as glad for it this morning. Come to repentance. Come to repentance. Amen. Is it, is it, is it, is it that important, Pastor? I'm going to tell you what. You must repent of your sins. Amen. And you know what? I'm going to talk about repentance. Repentance is more than when you initially came to God as a sinner and repented of your sins. Sometimes as saint of God, we can get ourselves in situations where we need to repent. Thoughts can come in our minds. Amen. Things can, can get in our lives. Amen. And we got to come to that place again where we say, you know, if I want that fellowship with God, if I want that place and that peace with God, I've got to repent of these things. Come on, amen, amen. Nobody, nobody likes to really get with it on those kinds, but we need to stop. It's a very sobering thing to think about your life. Look in the mirror and evaluate your life and say, amen, I need to repent. We know in the book of Psalms, chapter 119, verse 89, tells us that God's word is forever settled in heaven. So that means that what God has said He's able to perform. Amen. In Romans, the fourth chapter, the writer is speaking of Abraham and the promise of God that God had made to him. Notice what he said here, beginning in verse 20 in chapter 4. He said, he staggered not the promises of God through unbelief. Amen. Huh? No. Amen. But was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, what he had promised. Everybody shout it. What he had promised. He was able also to perform. Don't you think for one moment today that God can't? God can. Don't you think that your problem is too big for God? God is too big for your problem. Come on. I've had people tell me, well, i got to get some things straightened out of my life before I come to God. Amen. Don't do that. Don't be a Felix. Amen. Don't, don't be a Felix and put it off and put it off. I'll, I'll, I'll do something the next service or I'll do something the next service or next week or next month. It's not convenient right now. I'm here to tell you, put that kind of thinking out of your mind and say, today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow. Tomorrow may never come. Tomorrow may never come. We may not see the sun rise tomorrow. We don't know. But I am persuaded that he has promised me that if I live for him, that when I close my eyes on this earth for the last time, come on, somebody say praise the Lord. When I close my eyes on this earth for the last time, and they open again. We'll be in the presence of the Lord. Hey, hey, 
Yesterday, we buried a wonderful saint of God, Sister Joyce Jackson, 52 years living for the Lord. I was getting the dates all messed up yesterday in my head. I was making myself younger or older. I can't remember what it was. But 1969, it was not 1952, it was 1969. I was thinking of something else. I was nine years old. But for 52 years, that's where it came in. 52 years. 50, everybody say 52. 52 years she walked with God. 52 years she served God and so when it came her time and she closed her eyes for the last time on this earth she laid that pain that suffering the tears, the heartache the grief, the broken body it laid down but her spirit was freed amen and to be with the Lord forevermore come on there is a reason why we live for God. There's a reason why we serve Him. There's a reason why we testify. There's a reason why they knock doors and put flyers on the doors. There's a reason why we, we serve God to the best of our ability and live for Him and let His example, let Him shine through us. There's a reason for it. Let me say it again because He's not willing that any should perish but all come to repentance. Let me read that again and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was also able to perform. And therefore in verse 22 he says it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him but for us also. Everybody say us also. To whom it shall be imputed. If we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead who was delivered from for, delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Let me say it again. Here is the writer speaking of Abraham and the promise of God made to him, but not to him also, but to us as well. Come on, let me ask you a question. Can you trust the Word of God to bring comfort in your heart and your life and your home in the times of trouble? When it's all, Sister Mary, when it's all going sideways, can we raise our hands and sing the song? Peace, peace, wonderful peace. Coming down from the Father above, sweep over my spirit, I pray. God, move in my life today. God, help me get my eyes above my situation and my problem and my trouble. Amen. Let me experience your peace. Amen. Amen. And folks, let me tell you something right now. Sometimes when God moves in your life, he's not going to remove that problem, but he's going to give you the peace and the help to walk through that problem. Amen. You say, why is that so important, Pastor? Because sometimes uh, when you go through the troubles and the trials of life, uh, it will strengthen your spirit. I want a testimony to tell people from time to time. Look, we, we say it often, but I, I love it. Look what the Lord hath done. I've been through that. And now I'm here. I walked that valley. And now I'm on the mountaintop. I, I went through that sickness. But now I'm blessed with healing. 
I'm strengthened by it. Folks, I'm going to tell you, when I was younger, I never lifted a weight or I never ran. I didn't do all that stuff without feeling the pain. There's a saying, and anybody that's young enough, or maybe some of you all know it, but there's a saying that you say when you start kind of slouching off in the weight room and you were trying to gain, somebody would yell out, no pain, no gain. Come on, say that with me. No pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. That means I'm going to go through things in life. Amen. Yeah, I'm getting pain. Oh, I just need to relax. I just need to relax. I need to take it easy. I need to, I need to just go find a good chair and sit down and just not, you know, I mean, I, oh, glory to God, I ain't, I'm not going to do that no more. I'm not going to do that no more. Oh, Lord, God, help me. Oh, oh, that was too much. I just can't, I can't take it. Amen. Lord, you're just going to have to understand, man, the devil, he's just, he's just fighting me, man. He's, I'm struggling, God. It's just painful. I can't do it. I'm just doing this. I don't feel the pain. I don't feel the pain. I don't feel the anguish. I'm just, I'm just taking it easy, you know. Well, this feels a lot better. That's where the devil wants you. That's where the enemy wants you. He wants you to take it easy. He wants you to take a, an easy chair and just kind of sit there. Amen. He don't want you to fight him. He don't want you to struggle as you're gaining in God. He don't, he don't want you to do that. He just wants you to get to the place to where you give up. He wants you, as we would say, to walk out of the weight room. Amen. Don't pick up the weight. It's going to just cause you pain. No. You need to walk in the things of God. Get a hold of it. Amen. And whatever comes your way, grow from it. Not my will, his will. Not my way, his way. I'll tell you how bad off I am. When I preach and I exert myself, I don't know what I do with my body. I must, I must strain every muscle in my back and my, my body because when I'm done, all of a sudden the next day I'm waking up and say, oh Lord, what did I do? What I do, but I'm not going to stop preaching. I'm not going to stop preaching. I'm not going to stop talking the word of God. No, because I feel that there's something in the air in this last day. Yes, it's been here all along, but we need to get really determined. Amen. In this last day that we're going to get a hold of it and not turn loose of the promises and the peace and the help of God. So can I trust the word of God to bring comfort in the times of trouble? I'm not going to get this done today. You know, the psalmist said in Psalms 91, let's look at it. Psalms 91, 1 through 4. Uh, I love this. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under shadow under the shadow of the almighty I will say of the Lord he is my refuge he is my fortress my God in him will I trust that would have been enough right there to cause me to shout but he goes on in verse 3 and he says, surely, surely, shout that out. 
Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Sister Moody, he shall deliver me. He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. That means God is our protector. And he will always be there for us. Oh, hallelujah. I need to quit, but let me go Hebrews 13 and 5 and 6 and Psalms 37, 23, 27. Notice what he says here. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content. Everybody shout content. Be content with such things as you have. Pastor, I want more. I want more. Be content. Don't let the more rule your life. Don't let the things of the world rule your life to where your time with God is cut because you want more. I want more. I want more of this. I want more of that. I want a better car, a better house. Amen. I want a bigger place or this or that. Don't ever get to the place to where that more stops you from talking to God. God could take that away from us in five minutes. We can get comfortable in our stock market. We can get comfortable in those bitcoins. We'd all like to have a few of those. We can get comfortable in in our jobs and where we're at. But what are we going to do when it ceases to be? What do we have when it ceases to be? I'll tell you this. The only thing you're going to have is those that are close to you, your church body and those around you, and God, first of all. That's it. Everybody say, that's it. Amen. You might have to share a can of beans with me. Now, I'm not going all prepper here today. I'm not doing that stuff today. No, but I want to tell you right now, amen, I, I lived in a home where my dad was raised during the Depression. Amen. And I'm telling you what, he was scared to death of not having anything. I'm telling you. When you didn't know where your food was going to come from and you had to go out and help other people to try to make enough money to put food on the table where there was four boys and four girls plus grandpa and grandma. There was ten of them. And that crash where people were committing suicide because they lost everything they had. People were giving their kids away so they thought that somebody else might be able to take care of them. Come on, listen to me. Don't you ever think for one moment that that, that, that cannot happen again uh, in our day and time. It may very well happen. Uh, amen. But I'm going to tell you what. The only thing that will see us through that is our relationship with Jesus Christ. Why? Let your conversation be without covetous. Be content with such things as you have. Why? For he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
He said, I'm going to be there for you. Amen. Then he goes on and says, so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Come on, say it with me. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Man can do whatever they want to do. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, one of these days, they're going to hit dead into a wall, and that wall is going to be Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. They're going, to, they're going to find it. They're going to realize the one they kicked out of government, the one they kicked out of schools, the one they kicked out of homes, the one that people stopped serving is the very one they're going to need when everything fails. If y'all don't walk up here, I ain't stopping. Psalm 37. 23 and 27, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I have been young. I have been young. How many of us can say this today? We have been young, and now we're old. Yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. I'm telling you, the men and the women of the old prove God by their faithfulness. Oh, great is thy faithfulness. Oh, somebody shout that with me. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh, what a wonderful God we serve. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11 tells, we call it the hall of faith. It tells of their faith and what they were really looking for. They weren't looking for an earthly kingdom. No. Abraham looked, was looking for, in verse 10, chapter 11 of Hebrews, it says he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Amen. Where we go will depend on where we decide to build. Matthew 7, 24, 27 says this. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them. He said, I will liken him to a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house. And it fell not. Why? For it was founded upon a rock. Verse 26 says that everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not. He said, I liken him unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And when the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, it fell. And great was the fall of it. He's just telling us here, be smart. Build on the rock. Who is that rock? It's Jesus. Build on him and you'll withstand the wiles and the wickedness of the devil. Build on this earth. It will crumble. It will fall apart. It will cease to be. Trust in him. 
You see, I believe God is here this morning. I believe He's here this morning to bring comfort and to bring peace to a weary mind. Let's stand together. I'm going to quit. If you need the Lord this morning or if you need help, I'm telling you, you're here at the right time, at the right place, in the right season because God is going to move in your life. Tonight He's going to do great things. But I also believe this morning you can leave here with something different than the way you came. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Whatever you need this morning, we're going to open these altars. We're going to sing. Amen. Come, please, and find a place to pray. Amen. Don't waste this time. Don't walk away from this moment. But give God, give God a chance to speak something into your spirit today. Give God a chance to move on you. Give God a chance to bring peace to your life. Give God a chance to push the trouble away. Give God a moment of your time today. Oh God, help us today, I pray. Come on, let's get all over this place. Make us a house of prayer today. God, whatever you might be. Come on, just raise your hands. Talk to Him. Speak to Him today. I know he's a